You're listening to The Real Investment Show. A modern day warrior, mean, mean, try to take Tom Sawyer, mean, mean, bye. And welcome back to the show this morning. I'm your host, Lance Roberts. So a couple of things uh, to get into very quickly here. So talking about earnings and, you know, you know, expected earnings growth and, and valuations and these type of things. Look, you know, we talked about on the show many times. I've written articles about this. I mean, there's there's tons of anecdotal evidence of this that, you know, high valuations lead to low forward returns. And again, we wrote an article about this recently saying, look, low forward returns don't mean you're going to low return every year. It means you're going to have a really nasty reversion at some point that's going to wipe out a big chunk of your gains. And then you're going to start having some good years again. But when you add up all your years, your return will be low, somewhere between zero and 2%, just like we saw between 2000 and 2013. GMO, recently came out with their seven-year real asset class returns, and U.S. large caps expected over the next seven years to have a negative 7.3% rate of return. Small caps, negative 8.1%. International large cap, negative 2.3%. International small cap, negative 1.1%. Emerging markets, negative 1.5%. Emerging value, actually a positive 2.6% because they haven't really come back that much. Now, whether or not you agree with these forecast by GMO or the forecast evaluations is really irrelevant. But what it does talk about is the function that investors are overpaying for earnings. And as we were talking about this just a second ago, is the understanding of valuation. So when you hear people talk about, hey, the market is trading at X amount of dollars um, on a forward basis. In fact, there was an um, interesting uh, chart out this morning um, on Yahoo Finance talking about the percentage change of the index, EPS and PE. And it shows a chart of the S&P going up and this uh, you know, net trailing months PE has basically been kind of flattish. It really hasn't moved up or down much as of late because earnings are improving. But this is the important thing. Valuations on a trailing month basis aren't changing, right? They're not getting any more expensive, but they're also not getting any less expensive because prices are going up as fast as earnings are improving from the recessionary lows last year. But here's the the key statement of this, and, and this is something that, you know, you have to understand about earnings, is that when people talk about forward earnings, They say, well, based on current earnings growth, the S&P 12 months from now, if we hit our target of $180 a share or whatever the number is, in 12 months, the stock market won't be trading at 36 times earnings. It'll be 22. So it's cheap right now. You should buy it because it's cheap. But what that means is, is that it's cheap if the price of the market doesn't change for 12 months and earnings catch up. But that's not what is happening. Right When we see earnings growth, we go, hey, we got to run stock prices up because earnings are improving. So we keep the market overly expensive. And then if we don't get the earnings growth that we expected because we're always overly bullish about earnings. And now we're about to have peak economic growth as well, which means we'll have lower rates of earnings growth in the future. So we're going to miss those earnings. So now you're really overpaying for those valuations. But here, let me explain to you what this also means. And this is incredibly important to understand because when we talk about earnings in particular is this idea 
of what valuations mean. And this is what investors really don't understand. What does 22 times earnings mean, right? So there's an article on Yahoo Finance this morning talking about this, and it's called uh, Earnings Up, Multiples Down, Morning Brief. So if you go to Yahoo Finance, you can just Google earnings up and you'll, you'll get this article. But here's the paragraph that is important. Right now, the S&P 500 currently trades at 22 times forward earnings, okay? You might hear this referred to as a market's multiple or its valuation. The terms are roughly interchangeable, and we say roughly because there are always exceptions. Here we go. So a simple way of thinking about earnings multiple for the market is how much you need to pay as an investor for $1 of earnings power. Now, pay attention to what I'm saying. This is incredibly important. On Monday, the S&P 500 was trading around 4150. According to the latest data from FactSet, current earnings estimates for the S&P 500 are around 187. Divide the level of the index by the expected annual earnings for the index, you get earnings multiple. In this case, 4150 divided by 187 is 22.2. Here's the key sentence. So, for every $22.20 you put into the S&P 500, you can expect to get $1 in earnings back on today's estimates. That sounds like a bargain, right? Just pay $22 and I get a dollar's worth of earnings. What does that mean? That's valuation. What that means is twofold. One is that forward earnings of 22 means that the S&P cannot rise in price for 12 months in order for you to get the $22 in earnings. The second thing it means is is strip out the price of the index. You're paying $22.20 for a dollar's worth of earnings. What does that mean? What do valuations mean? What it means is, is that when you pay $22.20 for a dollar's worth of earnings, which are produced on an annual basis, it will take you 22.2 years to get your money back. Does that sound cheap? Would you invest a dollar into anything that would take you 22.2 years to break even on? See, this is the part that's completely lost by investors. But that's what it means. And that's why when you overpay for earnings, if you take a look at 10-year rates of return on stocks, 20-year rates of return on stocks, there are periods in history where you have spent 20 years making no return on your money after inflation. Oh, and that's the part we always forget. We always forget the inflation part. <laughs> so that's the issue. So you're, you're, you're invariably locking yourself by, but this is the media BS that goes on around investing all the time. When you look at forward earnings, it's fine, right? Forward earnings are A, a complete guess. B, they are based on operating earnings, which strip out all of the other expenses that actually go into running a business. So they, this is what they call pro forma earnings. These are earnings that farting unicorns put out, right? This is just basically it's complete fantasy because it doesn't include any of the operating expenses, the, the, the possible write-offs, all the other stuff that happens inside of the corporate balance sheet and income statement. 
These are these are operating earnings that are the best I can hope for. Reality is always far different. But it means that that number is based on that valuation is based on the prices of the market today not changing. If prices go down, the valuation goes way up, and if and <laughs> assuming that uh, earnings stay the same, and B, if prices go up, valuations get more expensive. So these are things to think about. But this is why it's so important to understand what's going on in the markets. And as we talked about a little bit yesterday, the correlation right now between stocks and bonds, as an example, is now the highest level that we've seen since 2000. And what that means is, is when the correlation between stocks and bonds are, are both going in the same direction, historically, things have not turned out exceptionally well over time. And the reason for this is, is that when you start looking at the stock and bond ratio, as an example, the only times that the stock bond ratios have been this expensive historically have been kind of at the peaks of major market environments. And right now, the stock bond ratio is at a level higher than we've ever seen before in history. But this is and, and this is also kind of the interesting sideline of this is that despite the fact the market's been going up, interest rates have not really risen that much. Yes, they are up off their lows of half a percent, but they're currently trading around 1.6, 1.7%. Now, what that tells you is, is that economic growth is not going to be 6% in the future because if economic growth was going to be 6% in the future, rates would be trading somewhere north of four minimum because there's a very high correlation between economic growth rates and interest rates for a variety of reasons that we've talked about before. The fact that rates are trading at 1.6, 1.7, despite the fact of where the market is and we're in the midst of this economic boom, is that the bond market is telling you that economic growth is going to slow sharply in 2022 and head back down towards 2%. Now the problem becomes the ability to generate earnings growth in a 2% growth environment versus a 6% growth environment. This is the problem as we go forward. So... These are a few things to be paying attention to. And, and, and again, we've got this article on the website, but Mark Hulbert recently had a great comment about this. And he says, look, I have no idea whether the stock market is forming a bubble that's about to break, but I do know that many bulls are fooling themselves when they think a bubble can't happen when there's such widespread concern. In fact, one of the most distinguishing characteristics of a bubble is just that. People are concerned about it. But here's the thing that's most important. As he says, it's important for all of us to be aware of the bubble psychology, but especially if you're a retiree or a near retiree. That's because in that case, your investment horizon is far shorter than those who are younger. Therefore, you're less able to recover from the deflation of a market bubble. It's on the website now if you want to read the whole article. Uh, can the market go to 4500 It's on the website now, realinvestmentadvice.com. We'll come back. we got a couple of YouTube questions to get into as well, so don't go away. I'm your host, Lance Roberts. Be right back. Don't believe me, just watch. 
Get daily investment news you can use. Delivered at the speed of the internet at realinvestmentadvice.com. Our best candid coffee ever is coming up Saturday, May 22nd with Richard Rosso and Danny Ratliff. Plus, a very special guest appearance by Lance Roberts with his popular mid-year investment review. We're going for the best on our next candid coffee. The best types of accounts for saving for health care, retirement, and emergency reserve. And Lance's mid-year investment review on Candid Coffee with Ratliff and Rosso and Robert. Register now at realinvestmentadvice.com. realinvestmentadvice.com.